Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain was this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series, and I was joined by Darcy McLaren. Darcy is the Senior Vice President of Digital Supply Chain and Manufacturing at SAP, and she told us all about her decade at the company, the journey that led her there, her passion for collaboration, customer success, and empowering companies to elevate their strategic value, and her experiences as a woman in a male-dominated industry. It was a really great episode. I mean, Darcy is an incredible leader with a lot of deep industry insight that has fed into her passion and success. It was really great to talk to her, especially about her initiatives around women in supply chain as well. So I hope you enjoyed it. But as always, if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com on our YouTube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 321. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain onboard new EDI trading partners in days, not months, with Orderful. Orderful provides a modern EDI platform that is displacing legacy on-premise and managed service solutions. Stop building point-to-point solutions. If you are a retailer, manufacturer, logistics provider, or technology company, you can build a single integration to Orderful's API, and Orderful will validate translate and communicate transactions to all of your trading partners. Orderful customers are onboarding new trading partners 80% faster, resulting in increased revenue and lower overall EDI costs. To modernize your EDI infrastructure, visit Orderful, O-R-D-E-R-F-U-L.com and speak to an EDI expert today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, I'm joined by a logistics technology product offering from a global household name that's designed to solve for your most common transportation challenges. They're really innovating in the industry, but who are they? Well, I'll reveal them after the poll of the week. So the question that we asked you, which supply chain management KPI is the most important? 73% of you said operational KPI. 23% of you said financial KPIs after 944 votes. 4% of you said other. Alicia says one inevitably affects the other. There's no way to separate the importance of both. They run parallel. Ryan, an honest question. How would you separate the two? Any operational KPI would likely impact the profitability as long as it was measurable. Philip, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. Financial KPIs can have downstream impact on operational performance and operational KPIs can impact the bottom line. Carla, the concept of balanced scorecard brings the idea that both operational and financing KPIs should be used to monitor the impact of every initiative process affecting the supply chain. Trevor says, I think both are extremely important. And Sam says, I love this. I probably shouldn't admit financials, but in the end, it's the bottom line, hopefully via excellent operational KPIs. 
And Ramon says, I wonder, is there any KPI that could integrate both operation and financial? Michael, I think they are all important, but my personal preference is operational. Jerome, I choose operational KPIs since generally they are the most responsive to changes in the environment and have more opportunities for leading indicators. There is so much great conversation on this particular post. And thank you so much to everybody who weighed in. We do ask a question every single Wednesday morning. So head over to Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page and be part of the conversation. So now back to today's podcast and which brand delivering assets monitoring that's engineered for intelligence is joining me today. Well, it's BlackBerry Radar. Launched in 2016, BlackBerry Radar is an intelligent, secure, and user-friendly asset tracking and monitoring solution. It provides reliable, industry-leading visibility into a range of fleet assets, including trailers, flatbeds, chassis, and intermodal containers, utilizing device hardware, a secure communications network, and a dynamic cloud platform. Today, Shannon Hamilton, Vice President of BlackBerry Radar Sales, joins me to chat all about the brand and what they do, pioneering the future of hyper-connectivity, making the complex simple, and leveraging real-time insights to deliver better and faster customer service. So welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you, Sarah. So glad to be here. I am so excited to have you on the show. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. And we did have you on our Women in Supply Chain series on the blog. So if you have not gone and read the blog about Shannon's journey, please head over to letstalksupplychain.com under Women in Supply Chain blog. Go and read it because you have a fascinating journey and you've been in supply chain for a while and you know, really like your take on the industry. So talk to us about what's happening in the market right now. What are the challenges that you're seeing? What are people talking about? Absolutely. So, um, you know, some of the things that, that I'm seeing and that we're seeing uh, coming out of the pandemic, um, information was so important to help address some of the supply chain challenges. Yeah. Um, and in my specific area, which we're going to talk a little bit more about, which is asset utilization, where's my stuff? Where is my uh, where stuff? Where is my stuff? Um, you know, during the pandemic, you couldn't get equipment. Uh, the wait times for things like trailers and chassis and even containers was yeah. 12, 18 months. And the prices exploded for these pieces of equipment. Yep. So what we saw was... Uh, people really, companies trying to better use their assets mm-hmm. uh, to make the most out of them because they knew that they weren't going to be able to buy them. Yeah. Kind of coming out of the pandemic now where things are going, uh, we've seen a bit of a slowdown, right? Volumes are down, mm-hmm. uh, equipment's easier to come by. And so now it's really about assessing and right-sizing your fleet okay. and making better financial decisions about uh, where you're investing in those assets you either have, you want to mm-hmm. have, or potentially want to downsize. Yeah. And everybody loves to hear that, right? Because <laughs> it's all about the bottom line right now. Everybody's thinking about it. Everybody's talking about it. And so it's really interesting. And I like the way that you um, showed us that shift, mm-hmm. right? Where we kind of were in the pandemic, what the focus and how that shift is changing. So talk to us about BlackBerry Radar. I have been talking to you guys for a number of years to have you on the show because I think what you are doing in the industry, like everybody knows BlackBerry, but I don't know if they really understand the true value of BlackBerry Radar. 
And so now I really am so excited to hone in on that mm -hmm. and let our audience know who is BlackBerry Radar and why, you know, how you can help them. So talk to us about that. So Sarah, thank you for giving us this opportunity because um, you know I've been really out at a number of events since I joined six months ago, BlackBerry mm -hmm. Radar. And everybody uh, knew BlackBerry when it was their yep. favorite handset, the thing that we couldn't live Oh, it was without. my favorite. I liked the keyboard. Without. We couldn't <laughs> live without BlackBerry Messenger, right? Yep. PM, the mm -hmm. first sort of direct messenger. Yep. Um, but most people don't know what we're doing today. Yep. And uh, it's actually a really exciting story. So BlackBerry Radar, we've been uh, in existence since 2016. So we've okay. actually been working away and using all of our intellectual property and including all of the design capabilities we had in building handset hardware, but now we're building devices for the transportation industry. Right. Um, so we have a very simple, rugged, reliable device, mm -hmm. um, as you would expect from BlackBerry, right? We used to be able to toss those suckers across <laughs> the room, uh, and they kept, you know, kept, kept, yep. uh, kept, uh, move, kept, kept using those. Uh, so same type of same type of technology, uh, but geared for transportation. So um, we're providing uh, hundreds of data points okay. for critical pieces of equipment mm -hmm. that are needed in order to address supply chain visibility and asset utilization mm -hmm. for, for companies. So talk to us about the device itself. Mm -hmm. Paint us a picture. What does it look like? Like, is it tiny? Is it big? What are we putting it on? So I want to say it's, you know, it's a little bit bigger than a stick of butter. That's okay. probably the best way that I can describe it. Okay. Um, one of the nice things about it is it's a simple device that can actually go on a chassis, a container, or a trailer. Okay. And it's two bolts. So what we like to say is you install it. Mm -hmm. um, it's also battery operated. So oh. when you put it on these pieces of equipment, that battery is going to last five years. So you're going to install five it years? and forget about it. Wow. Five years and you can replace it. So, okay. Um, um, there's a lot of throwaway devices. I think we're all becoming more aware to sustainability and being ecologically friendly. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you can get a lot of use and, and wear out of this mm -hmm. device is a huge advantage. And it sounds like it's easy to install. It's so easy. Yeah. And the you know, rather than having a device for this piece of equipment and a different one for something else, yeah. um, our maintenance teams and the installers that, that install our equipment love the fact that it's one device. Mm -hmm. We tell them different places to install it yeah. in different positions. And and it's the same thing over and over again, makes their lives really easy. And then we can help organizations just maximize the data that comes off of it. And so a typical customer, how many devices do they usually have? Um, so our main device, which I said is about the size of a stick of butter, is yeah. our H2. It's our gateway. Okay. So it's going to start collecting all of the um, GPS location, the speed, okay. vibrations for impact detection. If okay. you put it on a trailer or container door, it's going to tell you door open, door closed. Um, but handy. our secret weapon, mm -hmm. if I can call it that, yes. um, is actually a device now that goes inside the trailer or the container that's going to tell you what cargo utilization looks like. Okay. So how loaded, what percentage of cargo do you have in that container? And really, is it loaded or not? So when you think about situations where um, you know a carrier goes and drops off a trailer at uh, a large retailer, mm -hmm. when they need to go and pick that trailer up again, you know, we have lots of customers who report that the cargo hasn't been offloaded. Oh. I just wasted a driver's time sending yes. them to pick up that piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. Well, now you'll know the location of that asset, but you'll also know, hey, there's still 30% cargo in there. There's a couple of skids that need to come off that trailer. Yeah. 
Um, we actually aren't ready to go pick that up huh. yet. So marrying both the, the physical location with the insides of that piece of equipment are really now enabling kind of next level efficiency um, in terms of making sure that those assets are in the right place and being utilized efficiently. Awesome. Um, so you talked about some of the benefits. Let's talk about more of the benefits. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of those benefits of having these devices on the trailers? I mean, the fact that you're talking about, you know, not sending in a driver to pick something up because it's not ready. I mean, that is huge. I mean, think about how much time is wasted for drivers going in, having to wait or leave and come back. And those are extra charges too. But walk me through some of the, the other benefits because I'm pretty sure those devices are helping in a like a lot of different ways. Absolutely. So, you know, there's so many different ways that the data can be leveraged. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, beyond just knowing the asset location in our software, we have the ability to create geofences, right? So, uh, what is that? <laughs> Before so, you go on, what is geofence? What is geofence? Okay. So geofence is basically a digital perimeter that you can put around a specific location. Okay. So if I have a distribution center, as an example, uh, I would draw a digital per perimeter around okay. that location. Yeah. The reason why I want to do that is because when I have trucks coming in and out of that location, mm -hmm. sometimes we'll use gates, right? There's somebody mm -hmm. at a gate who's monitoring the incident. Security. Yeah. Security. Mm -hmm. um, and we're recording the, the truck number or the container number that's going in and out. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot of manual collection of information. And so mm -hmm. that's good, but we can do better. Yeah. And so an electronic geofence combined with our asset tracking technology is going to allow you to digitally know mm -hmm. what assets are in your yard or in your distribution okay. center. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, I can come into work in the morning and I can pull a report that says, I have 15 trailers mm -hmm. that are in my yard Five of them are loaded, yeah. 10 of them are not. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I have specific needs. I need a 53 foot axle or I need you know, a different size. You can assess all of that without ever sending somebody out to your yard. So mm. being able to reduce those manual inputs, yeah. get rid of paper, you don't need to send a person out to the yard yeah. is gonna help. It also creates a lot of value for maintenance personnel. Okay. So one of the things that we've been doing with some of our customers is we can label your asset to say, this asset requires an inspection in the next six months. Well, that's great. We know that that asset yeah. needs an inspection, mm -hmm. but how do you know where it is at the point that that six month oh. time frame comes up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now you can start um, assessing what needs to be reviewed okay. by a specific location and even get an alert when it crosses that geofence to say, hey, this asset just entered your yard and ding, 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 it needs yeah. to be inspected. It's kind of like that little sticker in your car for the oil change. Yes, that's <laughs> a very good example. Right? Yeah. Except for you get an electronic notification. See, I'd rather get an electronic yeah. notification than forget to look at that sticker. So what you're talking about is even better. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those geofences, those mm -hmm. uh, digital perimeters, they really allow you to monitor the ins and outs. Um, okay. One of the other efficiencies, and this has a bit of a sustainability play, um, I know it's also talked a lot about in the last yes. mile side of our supply yeah. chain, is empty miles. Oh, right? How okay. do companies start to address empty miles? Mm -hmm. You want to make use of the assets that you have. That um, little special sensor we talked about, mm -hmm. we call it our A2 and our R2 accessories, 
but when it goes inside the trailer, it can mm -hmm. start providing visibility into those backhaul situations. Okay. When that truck is coming back, is it uh, not loaded? Mm -hmm. And how many miles am I driving overall that have cargo in them yeah. versus not having cargo? Um, so you can start optimizing specific lanes. Mm -hmm. um, you can start looking for such, uh, opportunities to maybe partner or collaborate with others. Yeah. You might be able to put cargo love on that. those trucks. We love collaboration. <laughs> yes, um, we do. And really try to make the best use of that asset overall. So. Well, and just think about it, right? Because if a truck, let's say there's an accident mm -hmm. or a weather event, Mm -hmm. or it gets stuck at a client for a little bit longer than it intended, mm -hmm. you then know you have a little bit of time to be able to find some of those loads to be able to help with those empty miles. Yes, exactly. And you're not scheduling it too early or too late. Right, just in Love time. That. Just in time. <laughs> I knew there was a word for that. <laughs> All right, so a lot of people are talking about mitigating risks, mm -hmm. right, and visibility. So a lot of the examples that you shared really does go along the visibility route, right? Being able to visual, visually, visually <laughs> see where your assets are and what the benefits are from that. Now let's talk about risks mm -hmm. because people are looking at risk mitigation, right? They're looking at the bottom line heavily, heavily, heavily right now. So how do your uh, devices, how does the data, how does the platform help your customers to really mitigate some of those risks that, and what are the risks that they're seeing? Mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple of the risks that come to mind, we talked a little bit about maintenance, yeah. right? So obviously maintaining a I safe mean, that's a huge risk. Huge. The safety is huge. Safety for your drivers. Uh, the know, people on the sure road. To the people yeah. on the road, making mm -hmm. sure that you're, you know, you're not uh, being fined yep. for not having safe assets on the road. Yep. Um, I would also say, you know, being able to know if something, you know, we talked, I, I heard some of the sessions yesterday, mm -hmm. and often a lot of the technologies that are here today at the event are helping deal with situations when they go wrong. Right. Right. How do I um, learn that my container that was supposed mm -hmm. to be, you know, offloaded in Long Beach is now up in Oakland, as an right. example. Mm -hmm. um, so mitigating risk really is, I say, a lot of times we think we know what we know until we actually know what we know. And there's a slight <laughs> difference good. there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the difference is having the empirical data mm -hmm. to say, okay, I now know that that container's in Oakland and now I need to let my customer know rather yeah. than the customer calling and then you spend hours or days trying to track something mm -hmm. down. So mitigating risk is really about having the information in a usable way that can improve the way that you make decisions. Yeah. I've always said that, you know, the, the quality of your decisions is really based on the, the data that you have. Mm -hmm. If you have good data, you make good decisions. Yeah. But if you don't have good data, you know, can you really be sure that you're making the best decision? Absolutely. Now we've talked about trailers mm -hmm. and the devices. Let's now switch to containers and intermodal. Mm -hmm. um, one of the conversations I've been having is that intermodal isn't used as much as it should be. And I'm wondering, like, is it because we don't have, I know it's because of predictability, mm -hmm. but I think the devices would help. So talk to us about how they help on the container side and the intermodal side yeah, as well. Absolutely. So BlackBerry Radar, we've actually been very focused in intermodal. That's mm -hmm. um, been an area where we've actually spent the majority of our time. Okay. Um, and intermodal is, is really the, the containers and the chassis, yeah. right, that are moving those containers. Um, so a couple of the different ways that we're helping um, organizations in that space is 
Um, so chassis as an example are mm -hmm. been a, a, a resource that has been desperately needed yes. during COVID, right? More, and they get displaced they all get the displaced, time. They get they get lost and people they, take them. I hear all these stories them. of people just randomly taking chassis. For what people? I know, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but the, the devices can really then help uh, establish again, are they mounted or are they bare? This is a very, okay. um, very simple piece of information, but mm -hmm. it's very helpful in terms of understanding what equipment you have available to dispatch or not. Mm -hmm. um, and so we see a lot of our leasing customers mm -hmm. uh, investing in the technology, both for themselves uh, to know where the asset is, but for customers to be able to know how to better use those um, pieces of equipment. Mm -hmm. On the container side, um, we're we have customers right now that are um, putting the devices on containers that are over in Asia, coming back to Vancouver and Canada and you know into, into the U.S. as well. Um, but I would say beyond GPS, and this mm -hmm. is something that I'm really passionate about, because I think GPS and location is going to be table stakes yep. if it isn't already, mm -hmm. right? Everybody wants to know where their equipment <laughs> is. Um, but think about the value of the cargo that's inside those containers. Yes. I heard this morning, I think you were talking with DHL, $33 trillion worth mm -hmm. of goods that are sitting in containers. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so now for me and what we're seeing with customers is that next level visibility, which is mm -hmm. putting a device inside the container yeah. to give them the, the details that they need on the condition. Mm -hmm. um, impact detection. Was that container when it was loaded on that ship, was it dropped yep. aggressively? Yeah. Uh, did it damage the cargo? Did it yes. damage the box? You know ahead of time. You, you have mm -hmm. that. And so if you're going to get into a discussion about a claim or damages, don't argue about what you think you know. Right. Use the information that can yes. be taken from these devices mm -hmm. and help um, you know better manage your business and your business yeah. relationships. I remember getting a question when I was working for Freight Forwarder in 2016. Mm -hmm. <laughs> about why she could not see where in the ocean her container was. And I was like, and I kind of chuckled because realistically, it should have been something that we could do back then, but it was something that we absolutely didn't have and we didn't have the information to give her. But that's what people expected back in 2016. So now is the time that we really need to get those devices on the assets so we know. I mean, it's the difference between keeping a customer mm -hmm. and losing a customer. Absolutely. Right? I, and, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, right now a lot of organizations are trying to right-size their equipment. Yeah. They might have... Um, had to acquire a lot of extra equipment because mm -hmm. of the pandemic and because of volumes. Now they're making decisions to maybe return some leased equipment, uh, maybe um, sell off some equipment right. that they've had. And their ability to make that decision in the best interest of their company really should come down to understanding how those assets are being utilized. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, we're starting to see a, a lot of companies want to extend the data into mm. other systems, right? Billing systems. Uh, you know, in the intermodal world that yep. we're talking about, there's a lot of detention fees. Yes, um, so much. So much waste and, and extra mm -hmm. expense. When you can measure the time that those assets are spending mm -hmm. dwelling at, let's say, a customer's yard yep. and know that empirically and marry it to your billing system, mm -hmm. well, next thing you know, you've got a good invoice, 
with the right information on it that you can share with your customer that they feel good about mm -hmm. and you eliminate a lot of the friction in the reconciliation and in the invoicing process. So Man. So much to it's, do. But it, I, I feel like I hear a sigh of relief from the audience right now because they're like, that's what I need. <laughs> um, so talk us through the reporting side of it. What does the reporting look like? If I'm a customer, I'm looking for devices from you, but I want to know what the platform's going to do for me. What's the reporting? What's the alerts? What's the notifications? You know, what's that big red siren? So the big red siren. Mm -hmm. So we have, as you might expect, we've got a, a really great user interface mm -hmm. that with a map view gives you the ability to visualize all your little pins on the map, yeah. uh, all of your assets, which is really great at a high level. Mm -hmm. But let's face it, if you're in dispatch, you're not looking to see where your assets are based on a map. Right. Um, so we generate a lot of reports and dashboards with the information that's coming off those devices, mm -hmm. with um, the ability to build in business logic, such as okay. um, how long is an acceptable amount of dwell in a customer yard, as an example. Okay, so if somebody puts like a month and somebody puts 10 days, Yes. They can build that you in and it's customized. That, right? Love that. Um, and if you have just different customer locations and your expectation for a very demanding retailer is, let's say, two hours, but in your own yard it might be two days, yes, you can customize that. Cool. So we really believe that every business um, has different business rules mm -hmm. and different logic that they're working towards. Yeah. So all of those events, we call them events in our platform, can yeah. be customized so that you're making the use out of the information in the, in the best possible way. Cool. Um, all of our information is also um, accessible via our API. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing more and more customers, and especially the larger ones, who really want to be able to take that data, yeah. and like I said, marry it into their billing system. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got direct integrations with transportation management systems, um, trying to unite a lot of these disparate systems. I yes. think you know, a big focus, mm -hmm. a lot of talk about data integration and collaboration. Yep. So mm -hmm. uh, we're very focused on making sure that our data can line up with other systems that customers are using. Love to hear that. So if I'm sitting in the audience watching or listening to this, who am I? What do I look like as far as being your ideal client in the fact that I want to pick up the phone and call you? Yeah. So we, uh, we work across all types of, of uh, transportation companies. Mm -hmm. uh, anyone that owns their own assets or um, I would say is leasing assets to end customers. Um, if you have assets that you want to better utilize, of all shapes and sizes. We've got customers who have 10 assets. We have customers that have 5,000 assets. Okay. So really anyone in that uh, in that mix would Good. be ideal for a BlackBerry Radar. Awesome, so now it's story time. Mm -hmm. Walk us through a case study. What was a challenge that a customer came to you with? I mean, obviously the solution is the devices, but what was the ROI and benefit that they saw? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually gonna um, share a story that came up on a webinar that we did about a month and a half ago with a transportation company in uh, the agriculture space. Okay. So a couple of different things come to mind with this customer because their vehicles are operating in some of the rural, most rural yes. parts of, of mm -hmm. um, North America. And so coverage and reliability of data is really important. And that's yep. something that we are very proud of, that we're very reliable in the data that we provide. Um, but their uh, trucks that are actually collecting peanuts, um, they, oh, they, cool. uh, they harvest uh, most <laughs> of the peanuts that would go into anything that we, that we eat here in North America. Okay. Um, they, they were, um, on average, seeing about a $1.5 million investment needed every year to acquire more assets. Wow. 
and um, very bright CEO at mm -hmm. the company uh, decided to make the investment in BlackBerry Radar. Okay. And the obviously the expenses attached to those assets was huge, mm -hmm. and the manpower that they were using to really go out and understand at all of their of these rural locations mm -hmm. what assets were there was time consuming. A lot of phone calls, a lot of chasing information. Yeah. Um, so now they've been able to digitize this view of all of their equipment. Okay. And literally within 30 days, mm -hmm. they were able to start seeing a reduction in the number of resource hours that they wow. were spending tracking equipment. And at the end of um, the first year of their um, yeah. investment with us, they've now realized they don't need that $1.5 million investment in assets anymore because they can utilize the equipment that they already have. Wow. And we hear this time and time again. Um, there's a great carrier we work with up in, in, in Canada, and um, they've been with us for a number of years, but 20% of their operating expenses that mm -hmm. they would typically use to purchase new equipment, they've been able to defer that into more technology investments. Wow. Um, increase the wages of their of their dispatchers mm -hmm. and their drivers because they're not having to buy as much equipment as they would have in the past. Amazing. Uh, and they're delighting their customers because they share information about, you know, I think of a big retailer that they're supporting. Dear retailer, in the morning, you've got 10 trailers there, six are loaded, three are not. Mm -hmm. Last night, the team didn't get to as many of those right. boxes. Do you need help? Do you need more empties? Do you need this? And now all of a sudden wow. they're creating this value add service yes. for their customer, which is in turn generating revenue and goodwill. Yes. And so it's about what you do with the data, mm -hmm. but um, those organizations that are using the information to make more data-driven decisions yep. are reducing their capital investment, they're reducing maintenance by you know, new revenue revenues, streams. New revenue streams. Happy talent. I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about how we need more talent or how do we keep the talent that we have. Yes. That's one good example right there because they got um, increases. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like so. that, those are some amazing stories and that's what we want to hear, right? Because we want to be able to visualize what it's going to look like when we come and work with you. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing what other companies have done and been able to do within their organizations mm -hmm. with your devices, your platform, your, your reporting. I mean, that's amazing. 1.5 million back on your bottom line. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Right? right? So what does the future hold for BlackBerry Radar? Yeah, great question. So um, we're going to continue to be very focused and intermodal. Mm -hmm. um, we see this as a part of the industry that continues to need and benefit from digitization. Mm -hmm. um, we're very excited, and you're going to hear more from us in, in the Yay. next 12 months on our support within the rail okay. aspect of intermodal. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't talk about rail that often, yeah. um, but it's a very important part. And Radar is doing some pretty cool things to help support Good. that part of the industry. And I think you're going to see more from us on really building out the software side of our business and the integration of data. Um, we see more and more customers who, let's say, are growing through acquisition. They yeah. might have devices with BlackBerry Radar. They might have devices with some of our competitors. We want to be able to provide that single pane of glass view okay. of all of their assets. Nice. So, 
Uh, we want to be very easy to integrate information into and also provide so that customers are really able to make the best decisions possible for their, their assets. Amazing, amazing. I may have somebody that you might want to talk to about rail. So we'll take that offline. Perfect. But where can people get a hold of you? Where can they find more information about BlackBerry Radar? Give them the website, tell them where to go. Yeah, you can absolutely reach us at uh, blackberry.com slash radar. Uh, you can look for us uh, on the website. You can reach out to, to myself directly. Uh, I'm sure we'll share share details uh, for, for me and the team. But yep. yeah. Shannon Hamilton on LinkedIn. Go and connect. Go send a message. And, you know, I'm so glad that we were able to really dive a little bit deeper into the BlackBerry brand and how you've expanded into radar. And really, I mean, you're making so much difference in a variety of different ways in an organization. And so I would really highly recommend that you go and check out BlackBerry Radar, go and connect with Shannon, and just thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, everyone. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. You would like to hear more from us at Let's Talk Supply Chain. We have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. Plus, if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So if you go to letstalksupplychain.com, put in the keyword in the search bar, all of that content will come up and those solutions come on our show to tell you why you should want to work with them and how they can help solve that challenge. And remember to come back next week where we're going to have two episodes. We're going to have Neil from Makersite coming and telling us all about how they are making waves in the industry. Plus, we're going to have this month's episode of Blended, where I'm going to be joined by a brand new panel of professionals to talk all about fostering inclusive workplaces. We'll be diving into what inclusive workplaces look like and why they're important, the role hiring and retention practices play, and building the right business cultures. And we'll be sharing our experiences when it comes to inclusive workplaces, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It promises to be another great week of content at Let's Talk Supply Chain. If you enjoy the show, there's a few ways you can support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com and subscribe to Let's Talk Supply Chain on YouTube so you don't miss any of our episodes. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary at letstalksupplychain.com under shop. We have some very, very cool merch options for you and for those in your life that are passionate and love supply chain. 
And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.